Testing one, two, three on my mic. Testing one, two, three on my mic. Testing one, two, three on my mic. <laughs> okay, here we are. The first episode of... Of... Talking you, Pictures. Talking Pictures with the Dispatch Argus photo staff, or at least three of them. Here we are. <laughs> we only have three mics, so we can only do a three-guy <laughs> podcast. It's very exclusive. It's very exclusive. Well, my yeah. name is Todd Meisner. My name is Paul Coletti. And I'm Todd Welber. And uh, we make up... Uh, uh, three-fifths? Three-fifths of the Dispatch Argus <laughs> photo department. It seems kind of strange to have a podcast yeah. uh, about photography or photography-related subjects in audio with no visual. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but uh, or podcasts are popular. I've Very. always wanted to do one. You guys were up for it. So yep. this is our inaugural episode, episode one. We can look back at it after episodes two. <laughs> Think about how great it is. Uh, and then after nobody listens, then right. we won't have episode three. Because we could always say, well, they couldn't find us for episode one. We'll do another one. And then find out that yeah. nobody cares. Uh, but anyway, the, the, I didn't tell the guys what the topic was. Uh, I wanted it to be a surprise. And we are, we're really anxious to know. Todd and I are... We have mixed feelings about that idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. if we sound dumb... Right, <laughs> Paul and I sound dumb. Well, lay it, lay it on us. We are it, eagerly anticipating this. It, it only reflects poorly on me, because <laughs> uh, it's really all about me. Um, because I have the tallest mic. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the uh, the topic du jour for episode one is let's go back to the beginning. You know, I think people ask us all the time, and that's I think what we're going to do a lot of in this podcast is talk about the things that people want to know. Uh, about what we do. I, I don't know that people want to know exactly what f-stop to use to shoot a, shoot what we shoot, right. um, but they're more interested in maybe the stories of difficult assignments or yeah. whatnot. But the thing that I always get from people is, well, how did you get into the business? Or what was your inspiration? So let's start right. with you, Paul. Okay. What was the, 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 the aha moment for you when you wanted to be a photojournalist? Boy, um... The photojournalist spark, um, you know, I've got uh, the the story that it's not even a story. It's it's the moment in my life that I remember that got me into photography. Um, how I got into photojournalism is different than how I got into photography, um, and it's the story about getting into photography's. Tell the tell better. the story that's more interesting. The the, the more interesting story is that how I got into photography. I was in grade school. Um, my parents had given my sisters and me a they gave us each a camera for Christmas, I think when I was in fourth grade. Um, and my sisters snapped photos here and there. Um, but I took to photography more so than they did. Um, and my parents noticed this um, and kind of wanted to encourage that. Um, they wanted to keep you out of the bars in fourth grade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it worked. Um, but so I was already interested in photography and taking more photos than my than my sisters were. Um, but the, the real the real moment came one day when um, I grew up in St. Louis and my dad took uh, a friend of mine and me to a St. Louis Cardinals baseball game. Uh, and my dad had an old Nikon F3 or F5 in his closet. And it just sat in his camera bag at the top of his closet forever. But this one day that he took us to this baseball game, 
he took it down out of the closet and um, shot photos of the baseball game. And not because, you know, he was really interested in photography, but because he just wanted to get the old camera out and exercise it a little bit. Um, so as my friend and I are running around the baseball stadium, not caring a whole lot about the game, we'd occasionally run back to my dad sitting in the stands and say, oh, you know, hey, dad, we need more money for another, you know, bag of popcorn or a hot dog or some ice cream or something. And I still remember clearly right now, even I can see it in my imagination, going back to my dad to ask him for another $5 bill. And there he is leaning over the railing with his 200 millimeter old manual focus Nikkor lens shooting photos. And in that moment, I was, I thought, this is cool. This is interesting. Um, you know, he, he's holding this, you know, big long lens and he's fiddling with the knobs and he's focusing and he's looking through the viewfinder and I was really intrigued and it spoke to a lot of things that interested me it spoke to like the tactile part of it the artistic part of it um, the technological part of it um, I don't uh, I, I don't remember getting to the stadium that day I don't remember him carrying the camera into the stadium I don't remember the ride home uh, I don't remember what I did with the five dollars he eventually gave me, you know, and my friend and I ran off. Um, I just remember vividly that moment, seeing him in the stands with a camera, um, you know. And then after that day, I don't remember him ever using the camera again. It's probably back in the top of his closet, even still now. And um, worth about thirty-five bucks. Yeah, worth about thirty-five dollars. Yeah. yeah, but it, but it's what started me really started me into photography. Before that, I had just been fiddling around with the camera they had given me for Christmas a couple of years beforehand. Um, but that, that was the start of photography for me. That's cool. Yeah. That's a, that's an, it, that's, it's, I find it interesting that the, the thing that you remember, you don't remember anything on either side of that. No. Um, that except was for it. the $5. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, that, yeah. that, that is fixed in your memory. Right. That's, that's interesting. The, that was the transformative moment. How, how cool. Yeah. Do you have a good memory? I have a terrible memory. I, yeah, I got nothing. No, I, uh, <laughs> you know, for, for me, it's uh, my brother got me into photography. He was into photography. Um, and I remember he, you know, bought me a camera for a birthday uh, present. Um, and, it, you know, old film com- camera. I think it was a Casina. I can't remember this 100%. At some point, I ended up with a Pentax K1000, the old... Oh, love that camera. Yeah, I still have that, too. So do I have my old one, too. Yeah, I think it's probably one in everybody's closet. Um, And then, but, you know, it was, was, you know, back in the film days, and uh, film was expensive, so, you know, experimenting was expensive, and, um, you know, I did a little of that, and then uh, when I went into college, and then out of college, and I graduated into a pretty uh, tight job market, um, so I ended up, uh, you know, taking a job that was a part writing and a part photography and did that for a while. I was developing film and I'm not going to name names here, but the newspaper I worked for was a, a small daily that had uh, four or five weeklies feed into it. So I was developing our film and everybody else's film too. And my parents had given me a graduation present of a bunch of money to go buy like professional looking clothes uh, that I subsequently ruined with darkroom chemicals, <laughs> like little ashen holes and everything, ties, pants, shirts. Um, fixer, anyway. fixer was good for that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, it was. I've had better days. Um, but then uh, you know, it's. I ended up as a bureau chief and shot a lot of my own stuff, and you know, then just kind of migrated. Um, for me, the the most interesting thing about photography is, the, is telling the story. 
Um, and for me, it's, you know, just, you know, being the, having the best story around the campfire, you know, this is, this is it. So mm -hmm. well, for, for me, yeah, it was, uh, I come to it pretty, my brother's eight years older than I am. And I wanted to do everything Jeff did. Jeff, Jeff was, you know, he's now an electrical engineer, master's degree. He's the Yoda of a major, you know, company. He does, you know, troubleshooting. He's just a genius. My mother used to call him an electrical genius. Mm -hmm. cool. And I was sort of good looking. So <laughs> mom was awfully brutally honest. So she said he was a genius and I was you know, sort of ugly. But anyway... The uh, but Jeff was into photography in high school, and Jeff built a dark room in oh, my wow. parents' basement uh, without a sink. So <laughs> the the dark room was a, the the length of the basement away from the sink. So if you needed water, you needed to go across the you know open the door with the yellow light and go out and get the water. But no, he built this dark room, and so I got interested in watching him do this stuff and. I really wanted to do it. Both my parents were artists, and my mom understood photography. And so I came to her, and Jeff, I think, was at Purdue at this time. So that would have been, uh, he was, yeah, he would have been gone. So I was probably uh, 10. Mm -hmm. So he would have been a freshman at Purdue. And I, I came to my mom and said, hey, um, you know, can we set up the darkroom? I really want to do this. I want to really try the photography. I really want to do this. And I didn't have any negatives. I didn't have any film. Uh, I wasn't that it was the the technical part of the darkroom that really interested me. I wasn't taking my own pictures except with a Kodak Instamatic, which mm -hmm. um, anyway. And so uh, she said, well, when I get back from the grocery store, dear, I'll, I'll help you set up the darkroom and we'll make sure I'll show you how to use the enlarger. Mm -hmm. So she wasn't down the back steps. To, to across the yard to my parents' garage to get in the car to go to the grocery store, which was two blocks away. I was down in the basement like a flash. I read the instructions on all the chemistry. Wow. I'm mixing chemistry. You know, here you got yeah. a 10-year-old yeah. kid in the basement with no instruction, unsupervised. <laughs> Talk about a free-range kid. Yeah. You know, I mean, now, you know, my parents would go to jail for letting me play with this toxic waste. <laughs> But you, you get, the, you know, so I'm in there, and the darkroom is, you know, you've got the developer tray, you've got your stop bath, you've got your, your fixture tray, mm -hmm. and then a tray of water because there was no running water, so you had to keep changing out the water because you were, yeah. you know, why you didn't build the dark room closer right. to the, but I guess that's where the, it was a cold coal room we were in. But anyway, so that was, and mom came home and was like, okay. <laughs> I'm making prints. I'm using the enlarger. I'm using the, the, the negatives my brother had left over and some book and the things. And I was just making prints. And that's, and that's essentially, you know, the beginning of it. Then I started taking pictures in junior high and, and, uh, you know, it was a, it was, you know, you, it's not a good way to meet girls when you're True. in junior high. Yeah. No. You know, you're the guy with the camera, you know, that's, you're not going anywhere with the head cheerleader. You spend all your free high. time in a dark room by yourself. That's right. With yeah. an old Zenith black and white yeah. TV. <laughs> you know, I watched the last episode of MASH yeah. in my dark room, in my, in, in my parents' basement. Uh, you would turn down the, the, uh, 
the, the, the brightness on the screen. So it was like listening to the radio. Cool. So that's how I experienced. And then I came upstairs crying. Yeah. Paul, <laughs> Ma- Paul Mash was a TV show that was on. <laughs> Mash, right? Yeah. No, 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 yeah. I don't know if you, you know. Don't, do you know what Mash is? <laughs> I, what, unfortunately, I only know about it because of reruns. <laughs> I, you know, there's a generational gap. That's right. uh, Uh, We're all sitting around the same small table, but Paul is miles away generationally. (laughs) Um, But anyway, yeah, that's that was the experience that was down in the dark room, learning to, you know, print and, you know, took pictures and went to high school. And, you know, I didn't uh, I wanted to go to a Big Ten school. My mom went to uh, went to Northwestern, and I wasn't smart enough to get into Northwestern. And I did. Who wants to go to school? Like my, you know, my parents' house was five minutes from Northwestern, right. ten minutes from Northwestern. Nobody wants to go to school ten minutes from your parents. So, um, especially when you can't get in. And then, uh, so uh, I went to the University of Iowa because they had the the Daily Iowan. And then I was a journalism major there. And you know, the the rest is a very poor history, but. Um, that's, that's how I got into it. Um, so anyway, uh, those are our stories. Uh, they're really interesting. We've, we've killed 13 minutes. 13. We killed 13 wow. minutes with that. I'm looking at the clock here, you know, give or take it a second or so. So yeah. this is our first podcast. We're, we're, we are completely <laughs> new with this. I mean, we, we, it took us a week to test the microphones and get the computer to work right. So, uh, do you guys have anything that you want to add or I can pause and then we can talk about it and come up with another topic to kill another 13 minutes. <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, the, the topic's kind of like, you know, people approaching us on the job or. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What, did, what did people ask like, you when yeah. you're on the job? Let's just go right into it. Let's. Was, well, you know, um, I, people sometimes ask advice on cameras and I, uh, I'm always a little ashamed that I have no understanding of the consumer camera market out there right now. And yeah, so no, it's always kind okay. of embarrassing to say, oh, I don't know. I don't know, yeah. Well, I mean, you don't drive their car, so yeah. you don't know which way the windshield wiper, you know. Yeah, My wife not. drives a Murano, and it drives me crazy because you have to push down on the knob for the windshield wipers to go on. Mm-hmm. And in my car, you got to push them up. It's the opposite. So yeah. then I end up cursing while I'm driving her car yeah. when it's raining, you know. <laughs> she has to reach over now to, to avoid the cursing. She reaches over, and she pushes the knob down, the, the lever down. So I, oh, thank you. You know, so it's like takes us two to drive her automobile. But that's the thing is it. You know, the, the idea of being a, a professional photographer doesn't make me a camera expert. Uh, I can operate my camera. And actually, I'm, I learn something new about my camera all the time. Like, I just got my, my D, I use a Nikon D800. And the, the D800 was, had, went in for repair and came back and they updated the firmware. And now it has this cool level control in my viewfinder. And I'm like, where did this come from? I'm out shooting a farmer today. Yeah. And I'm like, what is this? What are these things in my screen? You know, it's a, you know, it looks, I thought they were audio levels at first. And I realized, no, you know, as it's a horizon thing to, oh, to make sure cool. the camera's pretty leveled through the viewfinder. And I thought, Okay. I got I got fooled by my own camera this morning. I, I you know I didn't get fooled. I looking uh, through the right end, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was looking through the lens instead of through the viewfinder. <laughs> Everything looked so far away. No, I was uh, I was at a I was at a I was shooting the Donald Trump event this morning. How in, was Donald in, Trump? And uh, he was uh, he was really um, interesting. He was really interesting. He was the Donald. He, he was, was the Donald? he was so the Donald. Yes. Did his hair yeah. stay in place? It did. 
It did. That's how boring. Yeah, you'd really have, have to see it in person. It. It's it's really it's like an architectural feat. <laughs> you get that thing to go in as many directions as it does. Um, but I was shooting the event, and I'm shooting my cameras set on manual. Um, but my my exposures are all over the place, and then I realized that I had actually accidentally turned on the bracketing, and not knowing how I did it because I bumped a button and rotated a knob by accident, uh, I had to pull my phone out and Google how to turn bracketing off on the Nikon D3S while I'm at the event. So I'm standing in the back of the room researching how to operate my own camera while I'm on assignment shooting. Um, so, I, yeah, I should probably should have cracked the manual before. I, I laugh hard at that because yeah. I did almost the exact same thing. Yeah. I, had, I, I had to send a, a lens in for a repair, my 17 to 30, and I was using an 18 to 55, but it's a DX lens, and I have an FX body. Oh, DX to so, FX. There's a topic for an entire yeah, podcast right a there. Whole yes. Thing. Um, but what Why I was getting was. Why does it look like this through my viewfinder? Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I was getting this uh, black circle of uh, actual image um, because my camera, I had never set it up because I had only had the FX lenses. Right. Um, so do you want to explain to people what an yeah, FX lens is? I was going to say an FX, an FX camera is a full frame camera versus a DX camera, which is a micro or a, a four, what, four and three quarters or something? Something. Sensor. Yeah. One point um, So if you put a DX lens on an FX something. camera, uh, it's giving an optical uh, illusion. It's the, the, the image is only covering a portion of the center and it, or a portion of the sensor, and it's only the, the circular part in the middle. Uh, it's probably, I, I bet, so it's like looking at something through a tunnel, if that helps. Um, if you're but, still listening. Yeah, if you're still listening. <laughs> I know, I, you can hear Wake the up. internet opening up as we speak, as I speak. Anyway, um, but you can set uh, an FX camera to accept a DX lens, and I had no idea to do that. So I was at an event uh, over at St. Ambrose yesterday. Googling on my phone <laughs> uh, how to set how to, how to set my uh, auto crop uh, on my D3S, and that's always humbling because you you, yeah. you want to be nonchalant about it and not in a complete panic uh, as I was. It's funny because I remember um, shortly. I guess I I hadn't graduated from college yet. I was back in St. Louis for a summer between my freshman and sophomore year of college, and I was working for I was working as a, an assistant for a commercial photographer. Um, and we were out on a, a set one day shooting this, this, I think it was a campaign for dog food, like Ralston Purina dog food or something. Um, and well, they're, they're not a sponsor, by the way. No. We don't have a sponsor. <laughs> Unless they're interested. <laughs> Unless know. they're interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is get a good all the free dog food we need. It's it's not a, hey, that's a big deal for me and Todd. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, 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 we yeah, got big dogs. dogs. All the True. free dog food we can get, just <laughs> yeah. send it to 505. Right. Never mind. <laughs> and we're on the set for this dog food shoot, and they're Googling how to use their cameras. They're, this was this was back in 2000 and, oh, God, 2000 and, uh, 2000, back in the year 2000. So digital cameras were still relatively new. They were still shooting a lot of film and a lot of medium format stuff, too. Um, so they had just gotten these digital cameras. They're trying them out, and they're sitting there with the, the manuals on set figuring out how to use these cameras. And I thought to myself, how unprofessional is this? Like, these guys are, these guys are, on the set, trying like reading the owner's manual, trying to figure out how to use their cameras while trying to shoot a client's client's photos, uh, and here I am, 15 <laughs> years later, googling how to use my camera while I'm while I'm at an assignment. So, yeah. hey man, I don't profess to be an expert. <laughs> I, you know, I, you know, I, 
I'm not sure I'm good at doing much else, yeah. but taking pictures. <laughs> and I, and you know, compared to some people, I'm probably not very good yeah. at it. But uh, you know, we do all right. We you know, do okay. we we yeah. do all right. We do all right. People keep telling us we're we're pretty good at it. But uh, you know, and and I think one of the reasons why we decided to do the podcast is that. Uh, to kind of demystify, I think there are a lot of podcasts, not to criticize other podcasts, because weird, this is just episode one, <laughs> um, but there are a lot of podcasts about photography that are so, uh, I don't know what that, I, I don't want to say highfalutin, because that's technical, technical, overly, overly, mm-hmm. yeah, overly technical, yeah, yeah. Uh, boring, mm-hmm. I tried to listen to one last night, and I won't say what it was but i thought oh well this is kind of the closest thing to what we're mm-hmm. doing you know we're trying to figure out what is their how are their topics and whatever and i'm sitting there you know yeah. well the jury's still out on whether you know, or not we're boring or well not. that's true yeah. <laughs> um yeah but, send us an email at photos yeah. at qconline.com love to uh, read your comments and or hate mail yeah. that's right yeah. i'm always amazed at how similar some of our stories are though and i and yeah. i think it's similar I think I think probably uh, a lot of people would would relate to, you know, the same situations that we're into. You bump a knob and you don't know how to, you know, you've done something to your camera mm-hmm. or you get the dreaded the the F E E and the thing because right, uh, yeah. you know you you managed to spin your aperture ring around or something. And yep. um, so I think you know I think we're probably a little more approachable, um, you know, in our in our endeavor. So. Well, I mean, you know, the guys that, there are guys that have their 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 press photographer of the year awards and they carry them with them which kind of puts people <laughs> off you know why are you carrying that trophy around yeah. with you no i'm just kidding but anyway the, the yeah the you know we're we're this is we're our original we came up with the title what's our title again Talking, talking pictures. pictures. Talking pictures. Talking, talking pictures. pictures. Uh, that is totally. If you hate that title or you love that <laughs> title, Paul Coletti came up with it. My working title was River City Shooters, but it it had like too many violent connotations, and it kind of made it sound like a gun club. So it's like, hey, I'm going to listen to this gun club thing. Why are they talking about photography? I don't care that this guy printed pictures with his mom. You know, enough. I want to learn about guns. Um, so that's how we came up with the title, but the, the idea was to just kind of, uh, come up with a topic that we could expound on because we spend much of the time having these same conversations downstairs in the bullpen or the, we can't call it a darkroom anymore because we have the lights on, but it is where the darkroom used to be. The dispatch, uh, where the photography, the the photography department hasn't moved, uh, Paul's office is the old color room mm-hmm. where where we uh, processed the, the color, and my little cubby hole is where we processed black and white film. And you know the hazardous waste has been removed, uh, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. Um, and uh, there's no asbestos. <laughs> wink, 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 wink. No, I'm sure it's literally no. laughable. Yeah, <laughs> no asbestos. <laughs> no. It's totally safe. And for um, you international listeners, the Dispatch and the Rock Island Argus. That's right. It's a newspaper. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. A mid-sized daily newspaper in the Quad Cities. That's right. Where are the Quad Cities? Yeah. Uh, the uh, in the uh, northwest corner of illinois we usually say near chicago for chagrin but uh yeah we're, we're nowhere not near, near chicago, chicago. Yeah. Yeah, we're yeah you go on vacation where are you from 
Chicago. Chicago. Because yeah. <laughs> it's it's just, you know, if yeah. you say the Quad Cities, they're like, what? Yeah. Or you could say, hey, have you ever heard of a John Deere tractor? And they go, oh, are. yeah, I love John Deere. And, you know, you're in Istanbul, yeah. and that's just like, oh, Moline, Illinois, yeah, okay, okay. I just want to buy a fake T-shirt. Um, but anyway, uh, so demystification of what we do, uh, I think, you know, we take what we do very seriously. I mean, this is not, you know, we're not, uh, we try to tell really good stories. We try to do it a very good way. We were, we were really early on in the multimedia uh, for a market this size and for the staff level staffing that we have, which is five, uh, about to go to four when uh, a future podcast will be the John Greenwood Retirement Podcast. Oh, yeah. uh, John's been here forever and uh, John is finally packing it and retiring. And so we'll do something about John and have John talk, come on and talk about um, some of his memories and some, I'm sure he's got some great stories. Um, and some of which we can tell on yeah. the podcast. Yeah. Uh, but, and, but we take what we do very seriously. And, uh, but we have fun doing what we do. I mean, it's, this isn't, you know, my dad used to always say, well, it beats digging ditches. And so, yeah, and that's great if you say that to someone who's not digging ditches for a living, which mm. I did once. <laughs> <laughs> Working hard, well, it beats digging ditches. Oh, yeah, the hell with you. That's not the word he used. He used a word we can't use right. on the podcast. And then I'm like, oh, really? What's that guy's problem? Yeah, he, ditches, he, he digs he ditches, ditches for a living. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> Sorry, foot, insert foot into mouth. I mean, what are the chances? The guy digs ditches. I, I think they're pretty slim. They're pretty slim. I'm surprised. So, uh, so we we'll get into topics like uh, you know stories where people get mad at us or whatever the news of the day is. Oh. I mean, sometimes I mean, if Hillary Clinton comes to town, we may do. How horrible is it to cover a big presidential candidate <laughs> when they come to the Quad Cities? Uh, Yikes! Only half as bad it is to cover the president, no matter oh, what. Right. What? I don't care what, if he's a Republican or a Democrat, an independent, or he's a communist, covering the president (laughs) of the United States is a royal pain in the ass. I mean, it's fun in a a small sense, like the first two times you do it, and then it's like, oh, here we are waiting. Here we are waiting. There's a lot of that. yeah, Yeah, there's a lot of waiting, and there's... You know, you show up and the Secret Service searches you, and then you say, "Well, there was you tell tell the story. You called me at an Iowa football game this last year when the Michelle Michelle Obama, Obama was yeah. here, uh, stumping for uh, Democrats. Um, uh, we're right next to Iowa, if that helps. Uh, so it's we're kind of in a, in a semi-important part of uh, that whole process. But she was here on an an election year and uh somehow names got confused they had my social security number um but they didn't have my right name i think they had my name they had yeah because if people haven't noticed we have the same same first first name and and both our wives are named lisa it can get confusing confusing yeah um we might want to figure that out too for this little fun podcast yeah um anyway um so, yeah, I was trying to have a very polite uh, conversation with an armed person about, you know, how I was really supposed to be there. And not only that, I was supposed to be the AP pool photographer that day. Um, for those of you who don't know, sometimes the Associated Press uh, asks its member newspapers uh, to play along and be, you know, their photographer for the day so they don't have to send a photographer, which keeps costs down, which makes everybody happy. Um, so it was kind of really important that I take her picture. And um, the Secret Service was 
pretty serious about uh, making sure that only people who were on the list were there. Um, so it, it became uh, a thing. And um, I was trying to talk to my boss, who is at a football game on a beautiful Saturday in the fall in November, and uh, and, and and not uh, and not completely lose my uh, temper, which I am uh, known known to do. I've yeah. got a. Little, How'd that get resolved? I don't remember. Twitch. He yeah. called. He called me, yeah. and then I called. Uh, I still had the the White House contact or the the the, the first lady's contact in the White House right. in my phone or in an email or something. So I called her from the. You know, I went here at Kinnick Stadium. I think I missed two touchdowns or maybe just one. <laughs> and given Iowa's season last year, I might have missed the whole season yeah, right there. Yeah, like 50%. So, yeah. Right. So I go running. I go, Lisa's, my wife turns to me and is like, what's the matter? I'm like, I got to go. I'll be back in a minute. So I run down from row 70, whatever we sit in, and go underneath so I can hear. And I, I'm like, there. she doesn't answer. She, you know, comes to her, goes to voicemail. And I'm like, Hi, this is, you know, very politely, this is Todd Meiser from the Dispatch and the Rock on Argus. My photographer, Todd Welvert, whose social security number you vetted, yeah. is standing and not being allowed in by the Secret Service. We'd really appreciate it if you solved this problem right now. Right now, yeah. And, um, and uh, you know, and it's a small miracle that I got a phone call out of anybody who's been in Kinnick Stadium uh, during an Iowa football game, it's a cell phone hell. Yeah. So um, I was able to get a, this call out, and then a couple minutes later, she must have got her message, and she, uh, okay, so she must have shown up and, and got Todd in, and it was all solved. But, I mean, the Secret Service, you know, they looked at a name, and Todd Wolvert, and my name was on it, but they didn't vet me. You know, they didn't. Right. So they, he was the guy they were worried about. It was just a mix up on the name. But that stuff gets kind of tense. And that's what makes these kind of, you know, White House related. I mean, we don't I mean, we're talking. I mean, I don't want people to think we're like covering the White House all the time. Right. I mean, it's yeah. maybe once a year and, yeah. you know, during an election year or more because the, the president can land out at the Quad City Airport. Yeah. We have the airport that he can air, land Air Force once on one. On. So. He ends up coming through here, and, the, you know, we always have to have somebody at the airport to, you know, make sure that, you know, I mean, it's kind of, this sounds really dark, but we have to have someone there in case something goes wrong right. yeah. with Air Force One. I mean, yeah. you know, should Air Force One, that's, God forbid, yeah. crash in the Quad Cities? Uh, I think that's the, that's the, the working... That's the M.O. of every photographer who covers or is assigned to cover the president landing at the airport. Because I remember taking a class from a from a, a photographer at the Dayton Daily News when I was going to college in Dayton, uh, and he said, "Oh yeah, you know, stationed at the airport, um, and you just wait until the plane is out of sight in case you know it has an engine failure as it's taking off. You know, you have to wait for it to disappear over the horizon before you can leave in case it has to come back and land or something worse happens. And I mean, that's I think anytime Air Force One lands at any airport anywhere in the world, everybody's just waiting around for the thing to Malfunction. Yeah, so, it's yeah. and it's totally dark, and people, yeah. you know, the average person doesn't kind of get that. They're all caught up in the fact that, and don't get me wrong, Air Force One is one cool flipping plane. Right. I mean, just standing next to it, I mean, not next to it, I mean, I'm 100 yards away from right. it, but it's really big and it's really cool, and the president looks very small coming out of it. I mean, he looks like, I mean, yeah. he looks like a toy coming Lego. out of this, gi- <laughs> yeah, coming out of this gigantic plane, 
Uh, so it's really, I mean, it's, you, I think it was a couple of years ago that I was the last, I stationed myself yeah. out at the airport. Um, but, you know, if we're going to totally delve into this now, the, the, for me, the, I've gotten to the point where uh, covering the candidates not as nearly as interesting as covering the nut jobs who show up. That's true. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, and, and yeah. not to denigrate them as nut yeah. jobs, but there's always, there's always somebody who's got a problem with the senator or the president or the whoever, and, you know, they're not all nut jobs. I apologize to the nut jobs if I offended you. Um, but the, you, you know who you are. You know who you are. <laughs> but you, but that kind of, that kind of sideshow, you know, you kind of not need to go, know mm-hmm. where it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, I, in another podcast, we can tell my horrible presidential story of when I got locked out of Ross's, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's our teaser till next week. Yeah. Uh, Todd getting locked out by the Secret Service because he followed the owner out of the yeah. restaurant anyway. Oh, well. Me on the street corner with no president to take a picture of. <laughs> and, and the Secret Service just doesn't care. No, they don't care. They, I'm, you know, they want to keep them safe. They want to keep yeah. them safe. And, and uh, they don't care. Yeah, so we could tell Secret Service stories um, and then get investigated later. Um, <laughs> or uh, maybe not. You know, or maybe not. We'll, have to, stuff. we'll talk to our lawyer and see if we could tell Secret Service stories uh, on a public podcast. But no. Maybe there'll be an episode two. Yeah, maybe there'll be an episode two. At the, you know, they might be listening now. That's right. Live uh, from Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> I wouldn't last a minute in prison. <laughs> Me either. Well, Paul anyway, would be okay. Paul would be okay. Paul is, I, I, you know, I don't, I'm not going there. No. You are, you are. I don't know how tough you are, but you're awfully good looking. No, no, no. no. The three of us have faces for radio. It's good. Well, that's true. This yeah. is why we don't. This no. isn't a video podcast because right, yeah. nobody would. <laughs> You know, I mean, maybe people will want to listen to us while they're jogging and, and not maybe, you know, run off the road and become a news event that we have to show up. Wouldn't that be ironic? Police listening report to our... that Jim Smith was listening to the Talking Pictures podcast when he decided to jump off the bridge. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and that'd be our luck, too. Yeah, it yeah. would, yeah. That story would come full circle. Yeah, yeah. you know, I, I can't wait to do that interview on CNN. Anyway, but they're never going to leave Baltimore. But anyway... Uh, okay. Well, folks, thanks for listening. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed yourself for the last 34 minutes. Something we should mention before we sign off is that we would like people to submit questions, should they have any, that, we, that they think we're worthy of answering. Yeah, um, suggested about photography topics. or photojournalism or cameras, maybe. maybe. Um, yeah, to the aforementioned email address Todd gave, yeah. photos. P-H-O-T-O-S at qconline.com. That's right. So thank you very much for listening. Todd, thank you very much for coming up and doing a blind topic. You did very well. You didn't humiliate you yourself. Know, it, was, it was fun. I, I think maybe, you know, next time around, we, maybe we do blind again. I don't know. Oh, Perhaps, yeah. yeah. Maybe we'd have a fishbowl and just, yeah, pull, just topic pull topics out. out. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, we're going to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. All right, folks. Thanks very much for listening. We'll see you next time.